Welcome back to Talk Good. Ooh. This is the podcast. I think maybe we recorded an intro already. I'm, I'm not pretty sure. sure. I'm yeah. going to intro we, again. Good. Because we were talking. And then that's usually just the introduction. And then we remember we're recording. Yeah. We're... <sighs> We're just we're just extra professional. We we do things twice, two takes every episode. We do two takes is it, is it of every least episode. Two takes. The same exact. I write out the script. Uh, Corey and I rehearse it for about a week solid, uh-huh. um, and then uh, it seems more off the cuff the more and more we rehearse. Um, it's mainly on Corey uh, if it sounds a little bit stilted. Uh, he's not a professional actor. Uh, I'm not like no. I was that one year in college when I went to college. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I got a little bit more chops than yeah, he does. I was so. mostly props. You know, I was in, I was behind the curtain shaking. Co- no, that Corey big... actually started out as a prop comic, um, and that's why <laughs> most of his cues the are visual. In the prop comic, you yeah, he was the prop itself. Yeah. Um, I was I was the dummy. Kind of had a weird yeah. Jeff Dunham thing going on. Yeah, for a I was going to say, have you heard of Jeff Dunham? <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> Mm. Well, this is this is episode uh, three of the update episodes. Yeah. Uh, previously, Brandon was in New Orleans and had decided to go to Key West from there. Now, I, I re-listened to the episode. So again, starting off with the apology corner. Aside from, you know, fucking everything up and, and leaving and, you know, the drought and, and all this different shit. When I listened to the last episode, what I'd actually thought about doing was driving through Mississippi and Alabama and stopping in like Mobile and uh, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. No. Wrong. No. Wasn't. <laughs> no. Did not end up doing that because that is a waste of time. Uh, so I did drive down like the deep part of the South, like right on the Gulf uh, past that. But uh, just a few quick things from New Orleans. Um, uh, Everyone is, uh, like I said, constantly surrounded by death down there. Um, Everybody thinks they're constantly (laughs) going to die. That's why they love to party. Uh, uh, I went on a haunted ghost tour, uh, BYOB, which was super fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was cool just in the simple fact that we actually got to go into one of the cemeteries, but the three oldest ones you're not able to go into because they had to be renovated. Okay. So you were able to look into them, but you couldn't go into them. And so we got to go there. Um, we also got to stop at the Katrina Memorial, which if you're ever in New Orleans, highly recommend, um, definitely go see that. That one's crazy. It sits on top of a, uh, mass grave. I was just going to say, I was just going to (laughs) say, it sits on top, it's actually just a bronze statue of George W. Bush on top of a mass grave. Well, uh, mm, actually, (laughs) it's a little bit more somber than that. It's like, no, it's actually a bronze statue of Kanye West. Uh, saying George W. Bush does not care about black people. Hugging the hurricane. Um, (laughs) <laughs> no, so this was an existing uh, mass grave that was in and around New Orleans down there. This is actually um, one of the middle sectors of the city. It's called the City of the Dead, where the dead outnumber the living 10 to 1. And there's just 
cemeteries for miles and miles and miles all around. Is it okay? Hold on a second, though. Doesn't the dead outnumber the living everywhere? Not in certain locations. Sometimes. Mm. Are we counting Indian burial grounds? Are we counting Are we counting mass graves all over the country? Corey, if we start counting mass graves all over the country, <laughs> we're going to be here for fucking days. <laughs> Maybe that's the, the infrastructure problems that we're having. <laughs> so all the it? mass graves, we don't have this a sturdy country foundation. This built on top of an Indian burial ground. <laughs> it's fucking haunted. Oh, it's sad, but true. Um, so, no. So, it, it's just... Fucking expansive cemeteries in every single fucking direction. It's ridiculous. But the Katrina Memorial, very nice, very somber. Um, but that is, uh, yeah, a uh, cholera. Like I said, death just constantly surrounds this fucking city. Being in a goddamn swamp, largest slave market um, in the south. Um, this was, uh, yeah, it was like 125,000 people were buried in this mass grave. Jesus. That the Katrina Memorial was was built around. And uh, there were stories of like um, taxi companies would actually stop having their um, their people drive through that area because they'd be picking up ghosts and then uh, trying to drop them off somewhere. Okay. And I'm like, that's a cute story. Yeah. That's actually really super yeah. cute. I like that. Like they're like, look, look, yes, all right. Life exists after the grave, and they're all a bunch of assholes who won't pay their fare. <laughs> Hold on one second. The dog wants to get in its cage. Sorry about that. I'm watching after my sister's gorgeous little dog right now. Oh, she just wanted her toy. You're okay. You're taking care of a dog. I'm shoving day-old sushi into my mouth. And I'm also drinking bourbon and water out of my delicious Papa's Pilar flask. Papa's what? We'll get to that. Papa's Pilar. It's a fucking delicious rum. I got to go to visit their distillery down in Key West. Ooh. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's rum that's aged in port barrels. Mmm. Oh, so fucking good. Um, but yeah, so after that tour... Um, oh, before that, I'd gone to Frenchman Street. That's where a lot of live music was playing. Um, very kind of like gentrified, hoity-toity area. Mm. Everyone says not to go to Bourbon Street. I say, fuck that. Go to Bourbon Street. Go to the dirtiest fucking spot in a dirty-ass mm -hmm. city. That's the best place to go. Wait, who so says speaking not to go of to Bourbon that, Street? The locals? <laughs> almost everyone. Really? Why, just because it's it's like just a bunch of dives? They're just like, oh, fuck, because it's just dirty? They're a bunch of dives and and clubs and stuff like that. Very dirty, well-known part of the city. It's very easy to pick up hookers there. Okay. And it's actually very easy mm -hmm. for them to pick you up, <laughs> I should say. Yeah, okay. Again, support all, all work, sex work mm -hmm. especially. Um, but yeah, after that, let's see, uh, went into Rick's Cabaret, really nice strip club right there on Bourbon Street, uh, met a uh, stripper from Australia. She was phenomenal. Um, paid for two, uh, flight attendants to get into the club after hours. They hung out for a little bit, walked them back to their hotel. Um, 
she's a flight attendant from Indiana. I, dude, I don't, I don't know what it is about being down in New Orleans. I have never felt hotter and more attractive <laughs> in my entire life. Everyone, dudes, women, you got sex workers coming up to you. You got dudes coming up to me. We're like, oh, bro, bro, are you in the military? <laughs> well, I, your posture is off the hook, man. I've never, it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not in the military. The far, farthest this, person who's probably do you ever used this one been on asked everyone? that question. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is the most dude bro shit. Are you hitting on me or are you like, because I'm starting to question myself now. Or are you about to ask about my like regiment? <laughs> <laughs> my blood type. If I still have both of my kidneys. Are you, is that what you're getting ready to ask? Dude, you have great posture. What's your blood type? Can I get the last four digits of your social security number? Do you have both of your kidneys? Do wow. you need both of them? Everyone is so nice and concerned about my well-being down here. They want to get my blood type <laughs> ready before I go to a hospital. Oh, my God. And Are you displaying COVID-like symptoms? <laughs> oh, my God. This is just a swab test. That's what this was all set up for. Um, But, uh, yeah, and then... Took the flight attendant back to their hotel, got her number, made out with her for a little bit, and then sauntered off back to my hotel, <laughs> crashed out, was able to wake up in the morning, go found some, I went and found some beignets, went to Cafe mm -hmm. Beignet. Very hard to leave that city. Very difficult for me. I was like, <laughs> I do not want to go. This do you see yourself living amazing. there at um, any point? Look. If I live there, that's going to be the last place I move to because it probably will be. If you live be. there, you're going to die there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I probably will. Um, the, at the uh, rate you were going, you were there for what, two nights, three yeah. nights? Yeah. It'd only take me another week before I was dead easily. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so yeah, again, very difficult to leave there, but it was beautiful during the day and yeah, just decided to leave there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Found out my friend, uh, Renee Agatep. We'll, we'll blast her name on here cause I eventually want to have her on as guest. Um, long time childhood friend. I've known her since like sixth or seventh grade. And uh, she's also a nomad, Ohio. She's all over the shop, has been all over the country, all over the world. And so uh, she was literally getting ready to move from Florida to uh, northern New York. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I will be here for the next 48 hours. I was like, cool, I'm on my way. <laughs> nice. So for 10 hours, I drove from New Orleans down past Mississippi down past Alabama and the God forsaken hell realm of the Florida panhandle. Um, I'm going to make this a point to say this out here. I want to put this out in public. Mm -hmm. um, we all need to come together as a country. Fuck California getting a high speed rail. Fuck the West coast doing it. I need us to uh, all petition Joe Biden, hit him up uh, and we're going to <laughs> carpet bomb. I 10, <laughs> we're going to get rid of that whole fucking thing and we're going to put a yeah. high speed rail system in there. We're going to you know, buy everybody's house and no one's going to live there anymore. 
We could just drone strike the shit yes. out of the entire thing. Yes. I need some Moabs. Uh, yeah. Just just take that shit the fuck out of there. I hate that. I keep telling people, I'm like, man, I drove through the fucking desert and it wasn't as boring as I-10 East heading into Florida. One of the really? worst roads Jeez. in the country. It's straight for just hundreds of miles and there is nothing. There's just trees on this side and trees on that side. And just why? Why is why is there nothing? Because there's fucking why is nothing. That so much of the country in the Florida why is Panhandle. That, like, why? There's a lot of the country where it's just nothing. Well, I want you to imagine like, not this. even farms. Nope. And shit. It's you're a just, huge fucking country. There's just country. a lot of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to imagine everywhere you pulled off to go fill up your gas. People mm-hmm. live around there. That's why yeah. there's a gas station there. Yeah. That's yeah. why these little towns pop up. That was, aside from like traveling through the Navajo territory, maybe uh-huh. the saddest realization I had. <laughs> like, I've had oh, that fuck. sad realization just driving down to LA. Oh my from God. Northern California. Well, j- now, okay. You... Now they're not in California. Now they're yeah. in Eastern Texas. Uh-huh. Now they're in the fucking Florida panhandle. Yeah. They're not in like, oh, let's go to the ocean today. Oh, God, do you want to go to the Gulf? No, man, it's way too fucking hot. There's a tropical storm coming in, too. We can't do anything. <laughs> uh, I'm going to work at this gas station and by, die. By God, <laughs> one of these days I won't smell like gasoline. <laughs> mm. Jesus. So anyway, yeah, got got down past that. That drive sucked. That was the longest part of the drive, I think. Yeah. At that point. And I literally left one of my favorite places to complete one of the most hellish drives. But anyway, got into Tampa, met up with Renee. Um, she was literally getting ready to pass out. So it was, and everything is moved out of her house. It's just her, mm-hmm. her husband, and her two kids passed out on a mattress downstairs, getting ready to move, not the next day, but the day after. They're literally getting ready to leave. And so we sat up, bullshitted about everything, past, present, future glory, all that jazz, uh, until about 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, and then Jeez. Pa- passed out. Yeah, then passed out in their, um, in their upstairs. Um, uh, woke up at about 9.30, 10 o'clock. And made the realization, I'm like, yeah, ah, fuck it. Key West isn't that far away. When is the <laughs> next time I'm really ever going to get to do this? Yeah, never, because I'll never want to make this drive again. Ever, ever, <laughs> ever. So on about four and a half hours of sleep, uh, I decided to drive for another seven hours uh, to get to the Keys. I'm sure that sounds very safe. It's super safe. Look. This uh, podcast and my trip across the country is sponsored by Hotels Tonight and Bang and Rain Energy. (laughs) Maybe an occasional Red Bull thrown in there. Speaking of rain energy, and this is a little bit of a side tangent, but you and Cags talking about that fucking white gummy bear flavor (laughs) has been driving me fucking crazy because I can't find it anywhere. And all I want 
in my life you right be, now. You want to be in the cool crew. I want a fucking white gummy bear rain. That's all I want. Look inside of my body. Look, I I can't help you. Rain, if that. you're listening to this, <laughs> Rain, big fans. We know you're a huge fan of the pod. Uh, <laughs> please, I will contact please. the fucking CEO and I will get you a crate shipped out there of white gummy bear Rain energy drink. Um, honestly, though, it's it's okay. the The orange creamsicle one's really good, but Bang mm-hmm. is Bang are my bros. Bang is my babies. Um, so. That that's mainly the reason I was able to make it all the way down there. Um, okay, so I don't think I mentioned this on the last two podcasts, but the thing you need to know about the Deep South is uh, we can look at it as you know uh, a huge influx community of you know people who have been abandoned by their government in the country, uh, people who are very proud of where they are because that's literally sometimes the only thing they have. The mm-hmm. South um, is also the land of abandoned vehicles on the side of the road. <laughs> okay. A lot of them. So many of them. So many of them, in fact, that they use part of their police budget to do the same thing and abandoned uh, sheriff's vehicles and police vehicles along the side of the road to deter people from speeding. But every single time you look into these fucking cop cars, there's no one in them. It's literally a $30,000 car that's used to deter speeding in cool. Southern Florida and in the Everglades. Super cool. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we're giving them more money. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> they need it. They really do. They have nothing better to do um, but to ruin everybody's fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, oh, here's a topical story. Speaking about cops and ruining everyone's fun time. Oh, did you see that a good guy tried to stop a bad guy, but the good guy got shot by another good guy? Yeah. 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 You know what stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. But And then you know what stops that other good guy with the gun from killing the other good guy with the gun? A cop. A third good guy with the gun. Everybody's a good guy. I even bet that bad guy was partly a good guy, too. Well, you know... You, you just you never know you don't know the full story you don't that's know the right full story. i need to know the full background details because i plan on being on this jury <laughs> <laughs> this public opinion ass jury um yeah no i've also been trying to keep up with the news too ever since i've been back but i'm like uh i've just been a fucking desolate mess um but we'll get to that momentarily um <laughs> So anyway, drive down to Key West was fun. Highly recommend anybody who wants to do it who's listening to this right now. Um, don't do that full drive. Just fly into Miami and drive south from there. That that trip is really fun. It's only about three and a half hours. Um, and you're literally in the fucking middle of the ocean on a giant bridge heading to the Keys. Uh, and it's so funny mm-hmm. going down there because you're like, oh, fuck, do I need to stop and get gas? No. Do not worry about that. There are gas stations fucking everywhere all along the entire trek. Because when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, it's just a little strip of road. And then these tiny little islands. No, 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 no. They're like, you're, they're fucking huge. They have hotels and marinas and mm-hmm. gas stations and all kinds of crazy shit. One yeah. thing I definitely regret not doing is stopping in the Everglades and also getting on a, uh, fan boat 
did not get to get on a fan boat, sadly. Oh, bummer. I know. There were so many things I didn't get to do. I was so bummed. I just literally did not have the time, and I kept sleeping in because I kept partying (laughs) all night, so I'd wake up way past checkout be like, oh, I have to continue to drive or else these people are going to chase me out of the town. I feel like this trip took like several years off of your life. <laughs> Guaranteed. <Yeah>. Guaranteed. <laughs> yes. Just with all of the driving and drinking and sleep deprivation, like you for sure are dying a little sooner yeah. than you were previously. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which I mean. So that many advantages to you, this you, trip. You already took out your retirement. Exactly. So I mean. <laughs> and I plan on moving to New Orleans. Look, death follows me everywhere with my decisions. <laughs> uh, your body is a mass grave. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, after Atlanta, it felt that way. Um, oh, God, and we'll get to that, too. But Key West... We'll just say this, had an incredibly fun time, beautiful area, uh, highly recommend anybody go, uh, look at the clouds, the clouds are even more different down there, palm mm. trees are actually alive, because you know, they're in the environment they're supposed to be in, <laughs> yeah. that shit's crazy, uh, they actually had coconuts on them and stuff, um, let's see, uh, literally just did a bunch of touristy bullshit down there. Went and took a picture of the sunset and then found a bar. Um, hung out down there for a little bit. That's where... So I'd had Pilar rum before, which is one of my favorite rums, aside from Abuelo. Uh, there was another one that I just came across up here that's really fucking good, too, that's from Barbados. Um, I might mention that at the end. But love Papa's Pilar. Um Drank that pretty much fucking everywhere. Ended up walking down the street from this bar, just seeing where everything is. It's mainly bars and restaurants there, but they're really nice, Uh usually high-end stuff. Sometimes they're literally in somebody's fucking downstairs kitchen. You walk in. Uh, Shots and Giggles is the other bar that I went to. Shots and Giggles? Shots and Giggles. Oh, God. Uh, That place is great. But when I went to, I was going to head over to this tiki bar. And ended up walking into this place called Old Tony Saloon, I think is the name of it. Okay. Thinking it was the Tiki Bar. Now, I was not fucked up at this point. Sleep deprived, yes. Yeah. But I was definitely not that fucked up. I'd only had a daiquiri (laughs) and a shot of rum at that point. Definitely nothing to eat. That's another problem I had. So, yeah. So, I mean, you were... I mean, it doesn't matter how little you drink at that point. Like, if you haven't eaten, then your body is going to absorb that very differently. Sir, you don't know me. You're not new here. You know how I react. It's you fine. inhabit a human body. <laughs> That's how it's going to work. <laughs> anyway, so I end up meeting this this lovely woman, uh, young woman. Uh, I won't say her name because we'll, we'll get into the details here. Um, this was a woman I definitely wanted to, uh, chat with for a little bit longer and maybe get an interview with her. But what ended up happening was, is that she had been drinking with her mom. Uh, she'd been traveling with her mom down from New Hampshire and, uh, we just kind of hit it off pretty well. I was like, oh, damn, I love you. Key West is amazing. Just right out of nowhere. Mm. (laughs) Uh, she proceeded to, uh, let me know that she, um, had just gotten out of a very abusive relationship. Um, had had some rough things happen to her. 
And so uh, she was not seeing anybody. She was celibate uh, at the moment and was going to stay that way for a very uh-huh. long time. And uh, she really had no interest in um, hooking up with anybody. So she made that very clear right at the top. And I was like, you know what? That's super cool. You've been really nice to me while we've been talking, having a good time. I'll tell you what we'll do. Your mom looks like she wants to head back to the hotel. What I'll do, let's go fucking tear this goddamn island apart. (laughs) Uh, Let's go on an adventure. Let's see what we can do. I'll just be your big brother tonight. Let's fucking run around everywhere and, and fuck some shit up. So... From there, we got another drink, and then we just hit up every single fucking bar we could um, up until we finally got to the strip club that's there on the island. I am responsible for this young 22-year-old woman going to a strip club for the first time in Key West. Yeah. And like, like, like when, when I say young, well, the reason I am emphasizing that is because the strippers obviously love when when women come in and have a good time yeah they're like making her grab their tits and like yeah she's like squealing (laughs) squealing while she's doing it it's so fucking fun um so uh after all that's done i take her back to the car i brought some weed with me i was like hey got weed from california let's go smoke that for a little bit hung out for a little bit longer she threw up which made me feel good because i'm like wow a 22-year-old can't hang with me. <laughs> Someone who's probably very used to drinking by this point. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay, let's get you back to your fucking hotel. So brought her back there. Um, surprisingly, actually ended up going to sleep by about 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. Mm. Gorgeous hotel um, that definitely I should have checked into earlier because there was no one at the front desk. I had to bother the manager at three o'clock in the morning. He comes down, gets all my shit situated. I wake up hungover. It's a beautiful fucking hotel that I'm staying in. Again, hotels tonight. Yeah. Use it if you're drunk all the time. Because you'll wake up in some beautiful fucking Use places. It. Hotels tonight. Use it if you're drunk all of the time. <laughs> that was... Oh they God. should really be paying us. <laughs> I, they really should. We got to hit them up. That After that trip, I'm like, God damn, I stayed in some really nice places for like nothing. Yeah. Um, woke up there in the morning. Went to go check out on time. Uh, that was another place that was really difficult to leave. It's so fucking beautiful down there. The weather is so nice. The people are so nice. Um, I, I literally found myself down by the marina. Um and all I wanted to do was get uh, key lime pie before I left. I was like, well, I eat key lime and key west, right? Um, <laughs> they trying both to find have this place. key in the name. There, there's keys and there's limes, and this is where the is limes key lime come from. from. Key West? Sure. I have no idea, sure. Corey. That's all I'd ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so. So that, okay, just a tiny little piece of pie and a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. That took me two hours. Because of I how sat there. hungover you were? That, man, not not too bad. It just, it was so goddamn hard to leave. Oh, just, just savoring like, every mm, bit of it then before I you left. I don't know if I want to head out just yet. <laughs> Which is so funny because there's no beach down there. Mm-hmm. There is no shoreline. It is literally just they 
they built everything on top of this rock. Yeah. Essentially. And uh, the uh, the little marker down there that says it's the southernmost point of the continental U.S. Um, is right next to a naval base, which I think is hilarious. So they're 90 miles away from Cuba at that point. I'm like, did you really... Did you really need to do this? <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. That's all you can do. And you're like, look at this beautiful majesty, this beautiful island that's part of our country. Let's put a giant fuck off military base right of there. Of course. Right. Of Good course. shit. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me of that. Um, yeah. Apart from that, that's another place um, that I might just get an army together and take over. Mm-hmm. I'm not moving there. I'm just going to take it over just claim and have it, it secede. Yeah, just claim it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll march down the bridges and eventually make our way to Key West and we'll just get fucked up like pirates. I can't wait to listen to your dollop episode. <laughs> he said he didn't know where he wanted to die. <laughs> it's either going to be New Orleans or Key West. He it's either going to be New Orleans by the Key sea. West with his makeshift shambling army and... <laughs> called it New Orleans 2. <laughs> <laughs> and that kid just with how New Orleans clouds. 2. <laughs> that is how New Orleans Junior came to be. <laughs> mm. All right. So after Key West again, having a rough time getting out of there, still trying to find some touristy shit to take with me. Just having a fun time driving around the town. That's another town that you can literally just park anywhere if you're going to be somewhere for like an hour not like double parking but like loading zones and shit like that who who gives a shit go yeah. i'm like oh this parking spots for a resident fuck off for a little bit go find something else to do on your beautiful island you assholes <laughs> um so uh eventually made it out of there and by this point there have been no real rude or mean-spirited people mm-hmm. um the only person I'd really ran into contact with was getting up out of Key West, stopping at a gas station. And this lady was just not having a good time. She was having a rough one, having a rough day. Uh, very grizzled, serious, yeah. older lady, older <laughs> Floridian lady. Yeah. Um, yeah. She she was she was kind of rough around the edges, but that had been the only person at that point I had ran into. Florida man was a woman this time. <laughs> Florida man was a woman this time. <laughs> um, and then uh, oh, uh, two last things. Um, we may want to cut here, um, and we'll start up in Miami again on the next episode. But uh, two things I just want to reiterate here. Uh, anybody who follows my Twitter, I will say this again: um, if I ever become Emperor of the U.S., uh, here is my recommendation. We take all of the vehicles away from everyone who is in Florida. Mm-hmm. Everyone who is a resident of Florida does n- never gets to drive again. Okay. Just get out of the fast lane. Just get out of the fucking fast lane. <laughs> it's the fast lane. Why are you in it? You're all in it. You're all in it. It can't all be the fast. You're the worst drivers I have ever experienced in my life. Oh, here's another thing. There's another thing I realized about being in Florida this whole time. Do you know why all of the old people want to retire down there? Um, Because of tax purposes. I don't know. No, 
Florida was the hip happening place to be back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Okay. And they fucked a lot. Your grandparents loved to fuck when they were in Florida. (laughs) And so it's just nostalgia, great memories, great climate, except for, you know, for driving purposes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa can fuck, but but man, he cannot drive. <laughs> can that please be the title of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn. Um uh, well let's see. Let's see where we're at right now, sir. Um, so yeah, again, with our update episodes, uh, like we said before on our last two, uh, we'd ended up recording four separate interviews. Uh, with people around Amador County uh, when I had the opportunity to kidnap uh, Corey for the day. Yeah. Um, so this one is our, our third follow-up interview. We had already been to Grumpy Jeff's public house. Uh, and then we did a catch-up with Red, but we were already at Provisions uh, yeah. down in Sutter Creek. So what we did is we ended up talking to Russ. Russ ended up being a much longer interview. Um, lovely guy. Love to have him on the show someday. But for sure, um, this is kind of our first inkling into the mind of this man. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. And we'll, we'll be back to talk about it afterwards. Right now we're recording Russ Largo, a beautiful, fantastic gentleman from Amador County that I have not had the chance to talk to recently. I think the last time I got a chance to talk to him, uh, he was getting ready to open up a whiskey larder over in Folsom or El Dorado or Elk Grove. Um, uh, uh, Roseville area, yeah. Right. Uh, distillery, yeah. That, yeah. The, ended up, the guy with all the money didn't want to spend the five million it was gonna take to open up, but he only wanted to spend 1.5, and that wasn't gonna cut it. So we just actually recently talked to the uh, proprietor of Jeff's uh, pub, over in Ione. Okay, yeah. And uh, he recommended either using other people's money or robbing a bank. I was going with the using other people's money first. Yes. Highly The bank option that. is still on the table. Yes, definitely. So we're going to step outside for a cigarette here real quick, but I definitely wanted a chance to talk to Russ a little bit on the podcast. Need to talk about the uh, fascinating characters of Amador County, <laughs> where they come from, and what they think about the world. Starting with this man. Oh, we're also here with the beautiful witchy woman, Lindsay Ryan, as well. This is mainly Russ's interview, but we definitely want to get a chance to talk to you, too. So, Russ, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's see. 40. Uh, I've lived in Amador County since I was six, I believe. And I don't know done basically everything under the sun. I was going to say, you're a fascinating character in this area because many people know of you, but they don't know you yeah, that well. Nobody really knows me too well. Which is a good thing, I'd yeah. say, for a character such as yourself. Yeah, there's there's about f- four people on this planet that actually like know, know the whole you. story. Know you. Yeah. Yes. Everybody gets a part of the story. Nobody knows the whole story. I was going to say... It's going to be an interesting funeral. <laughs> I can't wait to see the people who show up. <laughs> Puzzle of stories. <laughs> Everybody comes up. And I thought you were talking about bit. like the character from Saw. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be in a dark room. You're going to be locked into some contraption. Somebody's definitely going to saw life. their leg off at some point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but the food at the end of it, it's going to be great. Phenomenal. My God. Now if somebody doesn't saw their leg off at my funeral, I'll be disappointed. I was going to say, you have a, a taste for human meat. Uh, you're an anarchist. You're just an all-around fascinating man uh i wanted to get a little bit more in depth about the political aspect go for it. of everything and i think the last time that you and i spoke uh this is before kind of everything went down over last summer mm-hmm. june of 2020 i think was the last time we spoke mm-hmm. and uh i was flittering around with uh the concept of the bouge boys i knew a little bit about them mm-hmm. um but uh uh kind of see the trajectory of where that ended up going to it's a yeah. little bit sad but uh, I wanted to know how you kind of got involved with that. Uh, it was a, it was a huge joke at first. That's mm-hmm. that's what it, that's the whole thing. It was a huge joke at first, and then the joke turned like, "Hey, um, this might actually be something we should probably take seriously." Yes. Because it, there could be a need. I hope there isn't, but there could be a need, and it was it was fun to watch a I don't know organic kind of grassroots uh I don't want to say like like defense system just to organically pop up and go hey right I'll I'll look out for for people I'll look out for people and it was uh, and then everyone throws on Hawaiian shirts and it's funny yes and I and, and it, 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 I mean from a marketing standpoint I think it was great I even because specifically told my sister at the beginning of everything when she wanted to go out to the protest I'm like hey look for the guys with the uh, look for the guys with the black shirts with the red wristbands or red armbands too because those are usually medics out there those mm-hmm. are good guys um, black block look for them I was like look for guys with Hawaiian shirts yeah as I'm like those those are your guys to go to yep and then like it just slowly devolved and then people were like oh they're part of the proud boys and it, then what like, what happened in my opinion I mean this is totally up from my point of view I don't I don't know if actually happened this way but it, it seemed like in order to, to discredit a whole organization the mm-hmm. best thing to do is just say someone or most of them are racist mm-hmm. and then or 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 connect them with a group that is known to be racist right so you find one proud boy or one three percenter mm-hmm. in there and now you can say everyone is because right. obviously everybody like re- they, oh, they let them in one person represents everybody in a group nowadays that's how it goes so it's easy to discredit a whole movement like that. Not to really compare it to like uh, like Chairman Fred, like Fred Hampton during the like Black Panther thing, mm-hmm. where he started the Rainbow Coalition, mm-hmm. where um, the group that he ended up bringing in, he brought in a whole troop of people, but they had connections to like Southern movements and stuff like that. But they weren't like that. But as soon as you get that tiny element in there, yeah. it's like yeah, as and much as we can break the foundation. And then you spend all of your time defending yourself instead of preaching your your stance correct and and it's uh what, what is that is that a red herring or whatever fallacy that is i don't know uh, it's one of those fallacy it's straw a, man fa- straw man maybe yeah yeah i think it's a straw man maybe yeah you gotta you gotta end up arguing that and i it's it's frustrating and so i i i distanced myself quickly especially <coughs> as soon as i uh started seeing them red flagging a couple groups here yeah. and there um, I got actually called in uh, my former job. I got called into HR because of some of my posts. And I had to end up basically going through a year's worth of posts and deleting 
shit just so I didn't get fired. Ended up getting fired anyways a couple weeks later, so it didn't really matter. I but, mean, what is really the point? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I thought it was a great movement. I uh, I still kind of agree with what it was when it first started. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just got it just got broken into so many different subgroups, and it got it just got taken over by stupid people, which happens say, to a lot of yeah, things. That's, that's the that's the biggest issue, especially when it comes to more um, when they break off into the left. Things yeah, yeah. end up getting so splintered that they're like, okay, yeah, no. Absolutely, Black Lives Matter, but also, guys, think of the whales. Like, yeah. Think of the whales. <laughs> a centralized group like that, like, yeah. you splinter off. Like, and, that, and that was the thing. There was That was the whole part of it, is no one was in charge of it. Yeah. And that's what the way everybody wanted it. But then it ended up kind of backfiring because no one was in it charge. Was the pros and cons of it. That's just yeah. how it... Yeah, and, just... and then one guy, and I can't remember his name, he started actually taking over the, the, the role of kind of a leadership role, but it was too late. It was, yeah, it was, it, it, and now it's been so brushed under, no, no one talks about it anymore, and it's, no. it's so it's done. It, it was a, a flare-up. Grease fire is what it was. Yeah, it was, it was literally, you're starting to yeah. see the internet come out into the streets. Yeah. Kind of thing of where these groups were formed at, and then as soon as they get out there, they're like, look, we do actually have a voice, and we have an ideology. Let's get it out there, and yeah. then as soon as it interspersed with everybody else's ideology, oh. it just kind of, like grease in the water yep, kind yep, of thing yep oil in the water it's like that's why it's so easy for like the media to shit on black lives matters because there's no like centralized like voice for yep. black lives matter that's and that's also on the flip side that's why it's so easy to pinpoint why the proud boys are such shitheads because there is a centralized voice yep. for what that is or well, what the, that is the, you see the same thing happening to the black lives matter kind of in a way mm-hmm. uh because of it, a couple people will come up as as and take the leadership role, mm-hmm. and then everyone from the right is going to dig into their lives yeah. and find out. Oh my God, they're Marxists. Yeah. So what's right. a what's the one little trigger word for the right? Is either socialist, Marxist, or communist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they they don't know the difference between any of those. And let's not even discuss Leninist Marxists. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so they just say, oh no no no, it's a Marxist movement because the two people that are running it running it yeah. happened to be Marxists. Yeah. Now, I'm just against most authoritarianism as any anarchist, so I'm not going to agree with that either. But at the same time, I can look past that and go, wait, the, the two guys could be like the active child molesters, and I hate that. I know that's kind of sensitive, but that doesn't mean everybody in the rest of the whole organization yeah. is child molesters. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? We like, know that Bill Clinton is a, you know, a child molester as well as Bill Gates and Hillary Clinton and, you know, we we all know about Comet Pizza. But <laughs> yeah. That okay. doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, Barack Obama has diddled. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't diddled a little bit. <laughs> Why did you just say a little bit? <laughs> a little bit. Just cuz it cuz it's alliterative. Diddle a little. Diddle a little. Yeah. I can't even say it right now. <laughs> but going beyond that, what are what are you looking towards now? What is your what is your connective tissue, not just to the movements going on right now, but especially this area? Um, I'm I've taken a, a very inactive role now, only because um, oh, just like anybody that gets into something right at the beginning is. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And you have all these new arguments to get into. Well, I've had every argument 
in the world considering when it comes to anarchism so i'm never going to get in a new argument about it i'm never going to have like a new answer for a question there there i get the same that's it same questions same it it I, i'm also an atheist so, but i i i compare them both because the same thing is I don't, I'm not so boisterous about atheism anymore because I don't get any of the same. I don't get any new questions. Yeah, same. Especially in a small town. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, there's no reason to be, you know, very vocal about things anymore. I've said everything I needed to say. And I was, I was going to say, especially as you're a young person learning about it, you get, you're like, I can't believe I was fucking lied to this yeah. whole time and all yeah. this shit. And you're very militant in that in that sense. It's just yeah. like you fucking still believe in that, you fucking idiot. And then. And then over time, you're like, oh, well, yeah. they're just doing their own thing. They're Once you guys. realize you're not going to convince many other people, you can only show them how you live and then and be a good example of it. And that's mm -hmm. it. And then once you realize that you're not going to convince many people, they're already set in their ways pretty much. It's there's I don't have anything else to say really yeah. to anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, I've, I've said everything. So uh, that's that's where I've taken now. I, I'm uh, I'm not too active locally with i mean there's not many anarchists up here so it's not no, like, sadly it's not like we're gonna have a meeting <laughs> well, welcome to the first meeting of anarchists of amador why are you in this meeting i can't wait until you guys adopt a highway <laughs> yeah welcome to anarchy highway <laughs> It would probably be the cleanest fucking highway. Garen fucking would be. You want to talk about mutual aid? Absolutely, yeah. definitely. Um, now, see, we we joke about anarchism, no rules, stuff like that. But if you want a good, here's the best one of my favorite things. My best examples I give is Domino's Pizza. Nobody tells Domino's Pizza to do anything other than make pizza. Nobody tells them to make pizza. They make shitty pizza, but they sell millions of dollars worth of pizza every day. Correct. So, but they also go out and fix potholes when no one tells them to. They also go out and take care of other things in the community, but no one tells them to. That is anarchism in action. <laughs> Anybody, anytime you do something and no one forced you to do it, that's anarchy. Everybody's an anarchist most of the time in their life until they drive down a state-sponsored highway. Yeah. Until they or get they, their, until they get they in their pay car. A toll. Yeah. They pay a toll. No, pay a. I would almost. Uh, we'll, 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 that's kind of wavering. Yeah. We'll, we'll wobble that, on the that, on the toll because that, uh, that's, that's like on the cusp of like anarcho-capitalism. Because there. if you <laughs> if if you actually saw anarchism go statewide, you'd probably see a lot more toll bridges and toll roads. That because there would be no no taxing of it, and you'd get most of the corporations that need the infrastructure to ship their stuff to pay for it anyway. So. I don't know. You might, might not get many tolls, but you're going to get a few more than we have now. Hmm. I agree with tolls. Fuck it. If you're going to drive it, pay for it. I was going to say, but on the opposite end of that spectrum, without any tolls, and especially having more of an honor anarchist uh, society, you would have people being more engaged in their community, especially to keep it clean, no one has, it protected. That's the thing. No one has to be engaged right now because there's somebody else that does it for them. Mm -hmm. When you when you go, hey, you and fifteen of your other neighbors need to get together and pay for that fucking or figure out that hole because everyone's ruining their fucking tires on that hole. You're gonna figure out a way. People are gonna come together. It's gonna be easy. Absolutely. It's gonna I, be, well, not easy, but it's not gonna be any harder than what we're doing now. <laughs> I was gonna say you definitely need somebody that knows a little bit about asphalt. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite thing I've seen recently is somebody uh, posted something and they ended up filling in the potholes on their street, and they're like. I've filled in, what, what is it? I filled in more holes on this street than Pornhub has videos or something <laughs> along those lines. 
It's like, yeah. Pornhub, another great example of anarchy in action. They God, do so much for the community. Please go on. Uh, what they what they do? Oh God, I wish I could remember. But there's still that underlayer of capitalism for sure. Pornhub, you know. Yeah. So that's not like pure anarchy, though. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, capitalism is, is well, laissez-faire capitalism is pure anarchism because it's voluntary exchange. So are you are you uh, are you more on the lines of like an anarcho-capitalist then? Sure, absolutely. Okay. But I'm all, I'm not against anarcho-communism because I can't be. <laughs> that kind of that kind of that kind of defeats the purpose if I'm against that and don't let them do it. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. In fact, so sure, anarcho-capitalist I would I would most identify with. But let's say Sutter Creek was we wake up tomorrow and Sutter Creek is now no government whatever we got to figure shit out yeah i think the best way to do that is get the community together and all pull our resources together yeah. and that i mean you you could call that communism in a sense if everybody was pulling their their own weight and doing that like and taking care of their people that couldn't yeah yeah it's community based it's a yeah, yeah 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 no yeah totally i don't i don't disagree with that at all it does, anarchism doesn't say you can't have communism or you know, it just it's whatever works for the community it's just saying that there's no central authority yeah. telling you what to do yeah it's just inter voluntary interaction that's the whole basis yeah. you could just you could distill the whole anarchist philosophy down to that right there yeah. voluntary no hierarchy unless the community has deemed that hierarchy necessary of course yeah, yeah. goddamn what a lovely fascinating <laughs> topic to discuss here in the middle of the jewel of the mother load, Sutter Creek, California. Just the, the reddest one of the reddest <laughs> in California. Absolutely, California. this is yes. the most conservative county in California. Definitely, like the numbers are there. They yeah. they say it every year. In the last two presidential elections, it was referred to as the Republican stronghold of the state. Yes, yes. Yeah. Congratulations, and also somehow the best one that dealt with COVID. We're actually in the yellow tier right now. You're welcome. Bold and scared. Everyone, every time I went to go get a test for COVID, <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. It was negative every time. I was the one among hundreds of people that tested positive. But nonetheless, uh, going back beyond that, how do you feel you're serving your community now? Uh, by not voting. God, I love you. That's how I'm serving my community. Absolutely. Because I'm not forcing my ideas on anybody else. I completely agree with that because people are like, well, you don't like what's going on? Vote. Well, that has never solved fucking anything. Clearly. There's a quote, quote I heard. I, I don't know who said it, so I don't know. But it's either voting works or or it doesn't. And both scare the shit out of me. So... <laughs> Absolutely. That's kind of how I, I think is I I don't want to f- I I don't know what's best for anybody else, so I'm not gonna like get a mob of more people together and tell the smaller mob that they have to do what I say because I think I know what's better for them. That's voting in my sense. Absolutely. That idea though, I mean, I I half agree with you um, because there are people who though believe the complete opposite of you or they believe that people that they know they do know 
what is best for other people. And then those are the people that are running for office. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a combination, I personally feel like, that you would need to play of both. Sure, you're voting, um, and you know it's like, it's kind of almost at this point like a meaningless task, you know? Mm -hmm. But, at least at this point, you're voting for the lesser of two evils. And then, at that point, that's where your play into the community, like, that's that's where that comes into play. Like, that's where you need to foster that community and, like, sure. really, that's that's where that action comes in to sure. try to change things on that level. Sure. You know? my, my thing with not voting, uh, apart from not wanting to force my opinion on anybody else, is the way that is, I mean, it's built on the word, enforced, force. It's built into that, how is it enforced? It's enforced by a threat of violence. Everything. Everything you vote on is going to be enforced by violence, or the threat of. Yeah. That's what I disagree with. Uh, I follow what's called the NAP, or the non-aggression principle, which is the basis of, for most anarchism, is uh, you, you don't, uh, fuck, what am I trying to say now? <laughs> I lost my words. Um, uh, Don't worry, we'll edit all around this. So you <laughs> sound amazing. Good. It'll, I'll piece it all together. It'll just say exactly what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, uh, don't initiate. No initiation of violence. That's basically what it is. Um, I I think violence is okay if you're in defense of yourself. Sure, be as violent as you want. But if you're not, don't initiate violence on anybody. And to me, voting is is initiating violence. It's using the state to enforce violence on people because uh and i i had a post not too long ago that was very controversial and it said uh, voting is uh violence for cowards because mm -hmm. you're you're asking someone else to commit your violence for you um if you don't like guns and you want to take the guns out of people you're not going to go do that yourself you're going to call somebody else with a gun to go do it for you and so you're going to as a voter you're going to always ask somebody else to commit your violence for you I don't want anybody else committing violence for me. If I need to commit violence, I will do it myself. If I need somebody com to commit violence, violence, I'll do it for her. I call <laughs> I'm kind of on a lot of people's lists of if I need somebody to do some violent, I'll call Russ. Even though I'm a very non-violent All the first Tinder dates, Russ knows my location at <laughs> all times. Always. <laughs> so that's my, I think that's where, uh, I value nonviolence over uh, supporting my community. I don't want to support my community using violence. I will find other means. I, I would rather the community come together and hash it out and do it that way than, than mob rule, yeah. which I consider voting. Absolutely. So that's, the, that's that. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Well, sir, any parting words for us today? Uh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Show everybody love. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking beautiful. Sir, thank you so much for being with us today. And I hope to actually have you on the podcast at some point. Sure. Aside from just a random 22-minute interview with you. Yeah, which was only supposed to be three or four. Right, exactly. <laughs> but we're also, we'll push it to hours if we have yeah, to. Absolutely. We'll set aside some time, definitely. Okay. Thanks, we'll, man. We'll do a phone or a Zoom or whatever we have to when you're, wherever you're going. Ohio? Ohio. Is that what it is? I'm gonna Fine, uh, I guess right. I'm gonna commit to making an anarchist commune out in Ohio. Well, if you do that, I'll fucking come to Ohio. <laughs> There's quite a bit of them out there, so see how it goes. Anyway, that was uh, Russ. All right, that was our interview with 
Russ. Uh, what, what's Russ's last name? Russ Lagaro. Yeah. Um, God, God damn, that was a really good fucking interview. I'm so glad we ran into him. That was fun. Yeah. I still don't uh, completely agree with everything he has to say. As you shouldn't. I will say that. But, but, um, but yeah, he's a smart dude. He knows what he's talking about. And, um, and that was fun. You know, um, Corey, you and I agree on a lot of different things, but even mm-hmm. you and I could find ourselves at odds. Yeah. Sometimes. So, I mean, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, uh, and, and, you know, we do make fun of like anarcho capitalism a little bit, but obviously when we're met with a giant bear of a man who says he's an anarcho capitalist, <laughs> we don't have a lot of things to back ourselves up with. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I am, I, 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 I never claimed to be a smart person, <laughs> so <laughs> that same when when it comes to defending the things I believe in, um, I fall back on my uh, the magnitude of stupidity. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we all have our own little cushion of stupidity mm-hmm. that we must fall back on occasionally. Now you can yeah. keep up with that by having a jaunty old time and actually having a good casual conversation with a lot of different people. And that saved my ass a lot when I was out on the road of like, just portraying yourself as the fool will yeah. always, you always have a good time. Yeah. You will exactly. never find yourself in a bad situation. Uh, I will yeah. definitely discuss that further in detail when we get to Atlanta. Um, that one was rough, but uh, what I wanted to say, I, I definitely want to give a special thank you to Russ for mm-hmm. giving us that interview. I'm so glad you were able to talk to us. Um, to possibly the most Canadian Californian I've ever talked to in my is life. Is he a Canadian? No. Is he Canadian? No. But oh, okay. he, as I was listening gives, to the interview. He gives he, strong Canadian Canadian energy. He does. Do you follow yeah. Truck Stop Vigilante on, on Twitter at all? You no, might... but I follow the surfs, and I was getting some surfs vibes off of him on occasion yeah definitely um if you get the chance he's kind of a a low follower account on weird twitter uh funny fucking guy but yeah uh follow truck stop vigilante on there he kind he kind of gave me some of those vibes too like a like a uh soft smoke soft spoken man who can uh uh, tear you fucking apart (laughs) that kind of guy yeah yeah um but let's see. What else did I take any notes on? Um, oh, oh, the uh, the very beginning of that interview where uh, Lindsay gave oh, yes her uh, very next... ominous <laughs> advice. <laughs> next full moon, I need you to call in sick. <laughs> yeah, the next full moon, I need you to call in sick. Uh, that, um, she's what? so great. What do you know? Something I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I would be she terrified. Knows, she knows a lot of different things that you and I both don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, I believe that. I believe that. But uh, I would not have done what, what Russ did in that moment. It was just like, okay. I would have been like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Hold hold on. Hold on. No, no, hold no. On. What? No, What's you going just on? agree and, and you move forward. <laughs> don't ask questions. <laughs> that, that, like, there was, like, undertones, like, that felt, that felt threatening. That felt <laughs> nope. threatening. <laughs> and, and maybe they were. You'll never know for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, the next episode, speaking of her, that, that'll be our next episode that we end up dropping for our update. Um, we'll finish off 
Uh, I'll tell you the story of getting into Miami, the the ridiculous situation I found myself in in Atlanta, um, yeah. and then Charlotte, Appalachia, Eastern Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, and Columbus. And that's how we'll follow up everything with Lindsay's episode. Perfect. Perfect. Well, yeah, should we just wrap up then? Yeah, let's go one? ahead and wrap this one up. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do for the next one. Great. This one ran a little long. So thank you guys for listening. Um, we are back with these update episodes. You'll see them trickling out over the next week or so. Um, this has been Talk Good. You can find us, of course, through any podcasting service that you listen to. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TalkGoodPod. You can find me on Twitter at Kaust. Brandon is at Hello Mr. Door. Uh, please uh, hop on over there. Just say hi to us or whatever, you know. Tell us to fuck off. Tell us how much you disagree with our views on anarchism. <laughs> please, please let us know um, if we can actually join uh any anarchist circles um mm -hmm. i i have a first aid that i can do cpr i would love to hear from the anarcho uh fascists out there yeah i'd love to hear from anarcho fascists uh i want i want to know how the world works for you <laughs> i want to i want to know more about how you visualize the world what how what does that even mean is everybody just <laughs> Everybody has to be the enemy, and, and the enemy. It's, everyone's a Nazi, but everyone is also Hitler. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> their say, own. <laughs> everyone's their very own Hitler, <laughs> and they only report to themselves. It's a waking nightmare. Welcome to anarcho-fascism. <laughs> Maybe the worst political ideology, <laughs> aside from post-citism. But oh. please uh, reach out. Let us know. Uh, you know, share the up, share the episodes. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know how they are, and uh, we will. You'll hear from us uh, on this next update episode coming out shortly. Thank you so much, and uh, Brandon. Goddamn, good talk, y'all. Good, good fucking talk. <laughs>